welcome to the second season of Reach Next Generation Podcasts. I'm Grace Jeffries, and I'm thinking about my future. To help me with this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they've faced throughout their careers, how they overcame them, and what tips they for girls of my age. Today, my guest is Jody Hill, who is the managing part of Thrive Law. Jody has specialised in employment law throughout her career and has a keen understanding of this legal sector, particularly D&I issues together with all HR related issues. Thanks for joining me today, Jodie. Can we start by you telling us all how your career took you into law? Absolutely, sure. So I actually started my career in law um, as a barrister. So what happened was I went to um, to university and did the traditional route really where you go to get a degree you do your post um graduate uh, qualifications and then you go in to get experience in um either in a firm or in a chamber so i originally went down the barrister route which is more kind of going to court you know the wigs and gowns all of that stuff um and i then cross qualified to become a solicitor which is more of the people contact side of of um of being a lawyer so it's the bit where i'll go and see the clients and talk to them and and basically prepare their entire case for them and then we pass that to a barrister to go to court so obviously there's a lot more to it than that but in a nutshell I just really liked the idea of giving people a voice, especially vulnerable people. And I felt that being a lawyer gave me that platform to do that because I was able to give a voice both in in court settings, but also, um, you know, as a solicitor, being able to advocate for people, um, especially around things like diversity, inclusion, discrimination, all of that stuff. So. So, yeah, my kind of initial thought process was I want to be a barrister and things did change. So I think. One of the things that I get asked a lot about is, you know, why why would you change direction? And I think ultimately, especially as young as a young person, you know, you are often we're quite fixated on where we want to be. But actually flexing and, and working with the opportunities that came my way actually put me in a better position. So change isn't always a bad thing. Uh, if you know if you if you don't know what you want to do now, but then you change your mind and you know you even even once you've qualified and change again it's absolutely fine to do that at any stage you're not kind of fixed on that particular course well you obviously you changed from to being a barrister to a solicitor do you think you're um well you're in thrive law now do you think you would still be in in the same place that you are now if you would stick or whatever the word is stuck um, <laughs> into to, to being a barrister and not change to a solicitor so I wouldn't be able to because as a barrister, we have different um, uh, rights, basically. And, and ultimately, a solicitor is is able to own a law firm. You can be a part owner of a law firm as a barrister now, but I certainly wouldn't have the career I have. I wouldn't be in the public eye as much. I wouldn't have the, the face to face contact with the clients that I have because a solicitor instructs a barrister. So you get less contact time with individuals and members of the public. Um, and often barristers don't do an awful lot on TV and radio, which I do a lot of work in that space where, I don't know, things like coronavirus happen and we, everyone wants to know what all of the new rules mean. So I do interviews on things like that, which barristers do. But you tend to find that solicitors do more of that because uh, barristers tend to be in court. Um, but when I set Thrive up three years ago, you know, I wouldn't have been in a position to do that as a barrister. Um, I could have set, I suppose you could set a barrister's chambers up, but it's just a very different um, type of company. 
Now, I definitely do not know what I want to be when I'm older. When you were, say, my age and at school, did you know what you wanted to be? Or did that happen later in life? Um, I'd say I probably knew. Um, and I don't know if you guys have the same thing, but when we, when I was at school, we had opportunities to go do work experience and we had careers days. And I got the opportunity when I was about 16 to go and do uh, work experience in a law firm. And it was actually quite a small local law firm to start with. And I, I then got a bit of a feel for the fact that I wanted to go into law and it developed from there. Um, but I'd certainly say if you don't know what you want to do, just try lots of different things and to do loads of different bits of work experience um, because obviously like Thrive Law is a small firm here in Leeds there are you know multi international firms in London and abroad and there's lots of different types so even one area of what I do is completely different in a different firm so I would say like don't be put off if people are, are kind of thinking about oh well, what you know what should we wh- where should I do work experience? well I've already done law I didn't like it well try another firm or you know try a different area of law or a different location. Well, you mentioned that you went to university, but how important do you think it actually is to go? Um, I actually don't think it's that important to go now. And I think if I had the opportunity again, I wouldn't go to university. I would do the apprenticeship route. Um, uh, when I qualified, you couldn't do an apprenticeship in law. You had to go to university, but that's changed. So what's really interesting now is that you can go to um, basically a job. Uh, straight into a job from school 18 and uh, uh, obviously have to have your A-levels but essentially the apprenticeship then gets you through the bit what you would have done at university which is your degree and then gets you through the the postgraduate diplomas in law so whether you you do your bar or you know barrister or solicitor route but what's great about that is not only do you not get in loads of debt you actually get experience from day one and obviously at university what you get is a great you know it, it, it was amazing don't get me wrong you get completely different skill sets but you don't get practical application of what you're doing as you know for the degree it's more academic so if you want to go into something like law um, I'd really strongly consider you know looking at things like apprenticeships because not only will you come out of of, of, of the whole situation with a qualification and no debt you'll actually be more experienced than those people who went to uni so I think in my profession there's loads of ways to qualify now so just be open-minded and don't think that uni is the only option. There's a lot of talk about pay equality generally how well do you think women are catching up with men's salaries and getting those top jobs? Um, I suppose it depends on, on profession. I think in the legal sector, um, it's still about 16% of women are law firm owners. And again, the men tend to earn more. And what we find is generally that's still the trend. But it's certainly the gap's certainly closing, but there's still a lot of work to do. That's why things like flexible working are important. And also women going into sectors that are male dominated as well. So you know, women going into tech and engineering and construction and law, you know, these are still male dominated areas. So it's important that, you know, we don't discourage women going into those sectors because that's what we need to, to close those gaps is more women going in and actually staying in, the, in those professions. Obviously, we've all been hit by COVID and thankfully it's starting to go down a bit. But how have you had to deal with the COVID-19 issues personally and professionally in your job? Yeah, you're right. It's been a really difficult time for for lots of people. I mean, personally, you know, I set my firm up three years ago and one of those years was in a pandemic. So it's been 
professionally and personally very challenging for me to run a business remotely, um, you know, pretty much on my own as well. Um, that's re- it was really difficult at one point. I couldn't even pay my mortgage and, you know, money coming in. It, that was really, really difficult. But, you know, we have been able to position ourselves as experts in, in the area. And rather than trying to get lots of money out of people in a really difficult time, we offered loads of free support. And that free support helped people navigate all the new rules, what furlough meant, how they could access grants and money and just really supporting people when they were at, you know, their most confused and anxious and low. So, so yeah, I think it's certainly been a really difficult time, but what we've seen is lots of organisations rising and supporting others and a real sense of community. So there, there's definitely some positives to take out of it. And we've seen a lot more flexible working, which obviously is great for women um, as well. You, um, how do you think you could, well, how do you think you achieved like the work life balance, especially in those difficult times in lockdown? Yeah, I had. Well, do you know what? It's actually really difficult when you're in lockdown because it's not real life, is it? You know, we're not allowed to go out and walk uh, at times. We weren't allowed to go out and exercise and all of that. What I what I found was creating my own routine that worked for me. So I have anxiety and ADHD. So I have a very different brain to say a lot of people. And I'm very open about that. But what I've learned is to be self-aware and I've learned to put the right routine in place for me. And I need things like exercise in that routine. I need time away from a screen. I need quiet time. So working out what works best for me in order to keep that balance and actually making time for me every day. So in the morning, you know, getting up and walking my dogs, listening to a podcast, reading a book, doing things that I enjoy to do to do on a daily basis, but making sure that I do that rather than it being that I'm last all the time. And I think that's really common, um, a common way for a lot of people to try and be successful is that they'll just work, 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 work. Well, actually, that's not sustainable. What's sustainable is creating a really healthy uh, relationship with work where you understand when you need to take a break and actually that you that you factor in things like self-care and looking after yourself because like, let's be honest you know if, if I'm not working my business doesn't have anyone to run it so you know it's like totally different if, if if I'm not working and I'm being paid to do a job I just don't go in and I get paid sick pay if I don't work and it's the week my staff have to get paid who pays them you know so there's a there's a lot more pressure certainly when you're a business owner but you also can, you create your own rules and that's the fun bit, right? What dogs have you got? Dogs. I have got the most amazing dogs. So I have a little Westie Poo and a Jackapoo. Um, the, the Westie Poo is called Baxter and the Jackapoo is called Zena and she's only seven months. So I've had to put her in the garden so she doesn't bark on this podcast. <laughs> uh, what, what's the mix with a, a Westie Poo? What's Westie Poo. Uh, so a Westie Poo is crossed with a Westie and a Toy Poodle. It's like a red Toy Poodle. And then the other one is a Jack Russell and a Toy Poodle. So they're both quite small, very cuddly. And they've kept me company. And that has been an amazing, um, like, just to have the dogs during lockdown was just unreal. Because having that company, I live on my own, um, you know, having the dogs and being able to go for a walk and just having that company is amazing. Um so, yeah, I absolutely love the dogs. If anyone follows me on social media, you see a lot of my dogs. <laughs> I have I have a Labrador. They really helped uh, during the lockdown just to have a bit of a friend when you can't see your friends. Yeah, that's so true. And just sometimes just have a cuddle when there was like not many people around as well. It's quite nice. Now, I can tell that you've worked on lots of interesting cases. 
What do you think has been the most enjoyable and interesting case that you've worked on? Um, oh, God, there's so many. I, I don't like to pick. Um, I'd say we've, we've won a really big one recently. And actually, it's been good. It was the first case I took on when I took uh, when I set my company up. And it was about a nurse who whistle blew, which is basically telling the NHS that she thinks that there's an issue with patient safety. And, you know, she thought that there was a problem and she was treated really badly, like so badly. And we've supported her for nearly four years now. And she's just won on appeal. And I think for me, that's was one of my favorite cases because she deserved she deserved to win so much like she was an amazing she is an amazing person and being able to support someone who has been massively injustice well been treated in in a massive injustice is is just for me that's what it you know becoming a lawyer was all about so you know to help those people who are so vulnerable um so yeah i'd probably say that case and and also because it's it's something that's quite in the public eye um, you know, everyone's interested in like patient safety in hospitals and, you know, all of the stuff around the NHS. And whilst the NHS do an amazing job in so many areas, you know, this is a prime example of how they just wasted so much money and, and they didn't really need to. Um, not only that, they've actually ruined this person's life. So getting her some compensation so she can start to rebuild her life is something that's really important to her. And we managed to do that. So, yeah, I'd say that one. That's great. What do you think is your favourite aspect of, of your of your work, except for helping people, which is also a brilliant aspect? <laughs> what else is one of your favourite aspects? Um, so my work's really varied. I'd say what I love about my current role as managing partner and founder at Thrive is is the ability to be super flexible and to be able to to speak to lots of people. So I do a lot of public speaking, both on the TV, radio. Um, and last year I flew to Prague to speak to 2000 people at a conference. So stuff like that I didn't think I'd be able to do in my job as a solicitor. And so I'd say that's probably one of the things my favourite things to do because it's it's quite exciting and it's something a bit different to what you would ordinarily expect as a as a solicitor and a kind of business owner. Now finally I know that lockdown has been really long it seems so long and dogs make it of course better (laughs) and lots of people have picked up different hobbies that if lockdown didn't happen they would never you know discovered have you did you discover any hobbies and if so could you maybe share a few? Yeah, so I didn't discover from scratch any hobbies, but what I did do was I rediscovered my love for yoga and meditation. So I found that it gave me a bit of a a sense of calm. So I actually created a meditation room and yoga room in my house. So I turned what was my gym um, into a like a space full of plants and just very just calm and candles everywhere and actually what I found was that was really important because there was a lot of information to take in and as the go-to people for employment law around furlough and all of that stuff there was a lot there was a lot that we had to do so giving myself that space was was great and I I don't think I would have done that had I not have slowed down because of the pandemic and the pandemic obviously stopped me from going to all my meetings and to all my events which meant I had more time um so then I filled that time with with that more positive um I suppose habit uh, on a daily basis which really really helped my mental health. Well I've really enjoyed chatting with you today Jodie thank you so much and I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make in their careers. Keep listening to the new season of the Reach Next Generation podcasts as I talk to many more brilliant women. Thank you to our sponsors Haynes Watts, 
Levi Strauss, Swinton Insurance and Talk Talk for their amazing and continued support.